How's it going? Chris, welcome to Step to the Podcast. Yeah, yeah, good to be back. It feels like we haven't done this in it, 10 years. It does feel like a while, doesn't it? Yeah, it's good to hear from you. Absolutely, absolutely, same here. Uh, how was uh, checking people in at baseball today? How'd that go? Oh, really good. Uh, the cold. I uh, I normally don't. I don't dress too well for the winter time. Oh, yeah. I'll have to learn from that. Uh, well, I wasn't bad. wasn't bad at all. It's good to be at a baseball game. It's been quite some time. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, everybody, everybody had no issues. Everyone had a mask for the most part, and if not, I told them, and everything went okay. So you were in the you were the special enforcer. Yeah, you're damn right. I was. <laughs> Me and Roger Berkman. I can't think of a better team, right? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so, I hope you all have fabs. Well, you can't right now because, you know. <laughs> yeah, he, he's such a nice guy. Hopefully, hopefully you'll have the chance to meet him someday. He really is. I've heard a lot of great things. Yeah. Um, well, good deal, good deal. I'm sitting here right now trying to um, – so, as I've announced, I've got a uh, – step to the ball soccer training is doing a camp. Uh, down at Belfry High School, uh, the third weekend of June, right? Which I'm super pumped for. I'm ready to travel. I've always wanted to go over to Eastern Kentucky. Um, I'm hoping, you know, when we're when the camp's not going on uh, uh, in the second half of the day, I'm hoping to get some hiking in. It's going to be a blast. And um, of course, you know, right now I'm trying to take uh, I'm trying to take my son Luke, and um, uh, maybe one relative to stay with him while I'm doing camps and everything. And then the rest of the day, he and I go hiking. And right now, man, there is just there is nowhere to stay down there. I mean, the hotels are more expensive than the uh, um, than the Airbnbs. The Airbnbs not exactly you know child friendly or toddler friendly. Really? Um, yeah. So right now, um, uh, the discussion came up tonight, you know, with my wife uh, and some friends, and uh, they were like, "Why don't if you know you're going to spend half your money that you make." Uh, on an Airbnb that's suitable for Luke, why don't you just you know get your own little hole in the wall by yourself and leave Luke at home? And I'm like, man, I don't really want to do that to my wife. <coughs> Excuse me, I really don't want to do that to my wife. But at the same time, I'm like, you know, maybe maybe I just I don't know. So, and you know the the whole dynamic there between me and her as far as how much she's going to resent me all week. Um, we're gonna um, <laughs> we're not even gonna go there. But um, so I'm sitting here looking and I finally everything down in eastern Kentucky seems like it's an hour and a half from each other or an hour from each other. I mean, I was looking up Airbnbs in Paintsville and Prestonsburg, nothing. I mean, they, they had them, but those places are 45 minutes away from Belfry. So hmm. I'm thinking this is so I finally uh, checked out the uh, Hatfield McCoy trails uh, on the other side of the uh, river in West Virginia. Chris, I have just found, I have found, I mean, you ever seen that movie Call of the Wild? No. Okay, it's worth a look, but it's literally, I'd be, right now I'd be this lone bachelor staying in this cabin, if you want to call it that. It doesn't look like it's exactly on even keel ground and everything. Um, the, the picture that is taken of the cabin is not very flattering, let's just say that. I'm sure it's very nice on the inside. Um but this is where I'll most likely be staying, and uh, um, if I go by myself, so I'm going to be um, 
I'm going to be out in the wilderness, that's for sure, oh, wow. it, it looks like. Uh, we need to give a shout-out down, though, in that area of eastern Kentucky, though. They're, they're experiencing some heavy, heavy flooding right now. Um, yeah, it's been that look Looks like it's been that way all week, so we need to, get, need to give a shout-out, thoughts and prayers to those folks. Um, I'm hoping that they can, um, you know, just they just got done with an ice storm, and now they're dealing with this. I mean, right. Um, it's uh that's a that's a tough deal and on top of that you know are we in school are we not <laughs> i mean businesses been a bad bad year to open up your own business i mean if you've got a restaurant and especially in that part of the state you're already hurting because your your uh, your crowd is limited but now you're dealing with flooding so um it's been a rough time since last Mar- march 13th so yeah for, sure. for a lot of for a lot of people so um thoughts and prayers to those people and um you know at some point down the road i'm returning in position to to help out as i can um those situations so that for that in the future um so there we go there we go so did you catch the louisville game no no i was at the, the baseball I, I saw the score we lost by 10 i saw that I was checking it on. I was following it on my phone uh, while I was at dinner, and uh, I thought for a second. I kept checking every couple of minutes, and we were down by four. I'm thinking, all right, all right, um, we're gonna have it's. We're gonna uh, we're gonna pull this off. We're gonna you know we're gonna close the gap. And then I looked down again, and it showed we were down eleven. I was like, all right, I'm done. So, um, you know, I'm I'm anxious to see. We've got looks like we're gonna play Duke next Wednesday for for a third try beating anybody in, in three times in one season, unless it's Louisville, Virginia. Um that's tough to do. Oh yeah, um, it is. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's gonna be something. Yeah, that's gonna be tough to do. And um you know, and then so we're probably looking at a ten seed, I'd say, in the tournament. Mm-hmm. Um historically Louisville hasn't fared well as a ten. <laughs> So, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not looking forward to too much excitement in March Madness. I'm, I'm willing to be pleasantly surprised, but uh, there's always a chance, but I'm, I'm not as optimistic. I know last week I was beating, pounding my chest a lot, but you'll notice last week I didn't say, oh, we're going to be national champions now. I'm yeah. not one of those, I'm not one of those fans that we win one game and we're going to win it all. So, <laughs> um, I think we all know who I'm talking about too. So, Anyway, um, it is what it is. So, um, yeah, you know, go cards. Uh, how'd your Mockingbird game go this morning? Hang on, before I start on that, let me take a drink. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Chris, I've been set. We had a great winter. We had two really good practices this week. Thursday, uh, the second vaccine had knocked me out of con- commission. I could li- physically not walk to my car to drive myself to practice because I even I thought I was like you know what I'm gonna um, I'm gonna pull a weekend at Bernie so I'm gonna I'm gonna drive myself to practice and I'm just gonna lean up against the goal post and just coach from there right and then Thursday about 12 or 1 o'clock I was in such bad shape uh, in reaction to the uh, second vaccine that I just knew that wasn't going to be the, an option I, I'm not gonna go into details how bad a shape I was when I was in but um, it got at, at one point. It got very. It, it, at one point, it got very violent. <laughs> Let's just say that. Um, oh. And um, yeah, uh, <laughs> it 
my wife said, your, your body is not supposed to contort in those kind of ways, you know, and <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. So anyway, um, didn't make it to practice on Thursday. We were going to work on our, on our defense and touch up on that before today. Obviously that didn't happen. So we come out today. I told the boys, I said, guys, I want it. First game of the season. Let's come out and let's punch them in the mouth, you know, um, and I, w- I was like, I want a corner kick in the first five minutes. If we don't have a goal in the first five minutes, at least we'll have a corner kick. And let's attack. You know, let's attack and, and set the tone right away. And, Chris, you wouldn't believe it. We came out and we laid out a haymaker, a TKO in the first five minutes. We scored two goals in the first five minutes today. Wow. Yeah. And um, – uh, we scored. We uh, first one was uh, we did what we you know we went we went wide and then brought the ball in. Um, one of our kids took a great shot. The goalie couldn't handle it, uh, and the ball bounced in the goal. So one nothing. And then um, you know like a minute and a half later, we're attacking one fullback, and our our striker takes the ball away from him and gets tripped inside the PK box. You know inside the eighteen, get a penalty kick. Our boy drills it. We're up two nothing. Four and a half minutes into the game, and we lost three to two today. You're kidding? No, I'm not. I'm not. Oh, God. so oh, it's awful. So I mean, <laughs> the coaching clinic tomorrow. I'm doing in Henry County tomorrow. Cancel it. All the books I've written, burn them. If you own that sucker, burn it. <laughs> Throw it in. Cancel. I'm gonna cancel. <laughs> I'm gonna cancel Prime just like Dr. Seuss did a bunch of his books. You know, <laughs> can't. Cancel. Uh, If you if I'm hosting a camp for you this summer, don't pay me. (laughs) Uh, Cancel all my step to the ball soccer trainings. Uh, It's uh, wipe it all out. It's over. You know, so we're canceling the podcast, Chris. This guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Uh, You know, um, but uh, in all seriousness, um, we just um, defensively we just didn't have enough. We didn't have an. It it would take you not prioritizing defense at all to allow that to happen. And we did a poor job of that. And, um, um, you know, uh, I, who was it again that you all played? It was an LSA team, LSA central. Okay. So, and yeah, they had, they some, had they, some good coaches over there, right? Sure. Um, and, um, they, uh, they had some good players and everything and they, that made some things happen. They stayed calm. Uh, they were down to nothing in the first five minutes. That's a TKO man should be. And they stayed calm. Um, they kept attacking our middle, um, uh, unfortunately in the midfield, we didn't have great defense today. Uh, our back line struggled a lot today. Um, and they took advantage. They went right up the middle on us. So we're going to make some adjustments. Um, I got to figure out what I'm going to do about the center back position. Um, we don't, I don't think we have the right guy there in that spot. Um, it's tough getting, everybody wants to play striker or, or in the midfield, you know? Uh, nobody wants to play defense, so uh, we've got to get that. We've got to get that worked out. Now, is that how? It, would you say that's how it kind of was with any of your high school teams? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, if we had five, if we had five guys that were uh, anxious to play defense, that was a successful. That you know, that was a success. You know, everybody wants to play striker. Everybody thinks they can play striker, and you know, yeah. and, you know, here's the thing: anybody can run up the field with their hand up wanting the ball played up to them and playing striker is so much more than that. It's a, it's a, it's not a North South thing. It's an East West thing. You've got to check to the ball. You've got to run across both, you know, run across the defense, run across the back line and make yourself available 
for the outside mids or the or the center mids and everything. And, um, and like I said, our guys are sixth and seventh graders, so they're still learning to right. do that. Um, and we'll get there. Uh, well, and the thing of it is, Chris, is that our possession is way better than it ever has been right now. So that's what one of the things that's so disappointing. That's the one thing we improved all all winter was our possession game. I mean, the kids did a really good job passing and knowing what their next decision is going to be. And, you know, how can I support? I tell the kids, it's like, hey, the two questions you got to ask yourself when you're in the game constantly, how can I support? What's my next decision? If you stop moving in the game, then I have to believe you shut your brain off and you're not asking yourself those questions. So exactly, um, we had that, you know, so we did well, we did pretty well at that today. And then um, uh, I'd have to give us a B plus on that today. It's just defensively. Um, I guess, you know, the fields over at Westport middle school, um, you know, they're not good. Um, but that's not an excuse. I mean, the kids, the kids come, you know, when the game was over, the kids had every excuse in the book and I'm just like, guys, we blew a two nothing lead and we were as dominant as you could be to come out and be up two nothing and we blew it. And you can't, you can't blame the referees on that. You can't blame a bad field on that. Um, you know, yeah. I mean, uh, what was the, the general reaction? Cause I think how you respond to that. Oh, good. Ultimately yeah. It's the most important thing, you know, you can pout your head down or you can say, Hey, this is our first game, you know, Let's get back to the drawing board and try to improve for the next one. Um, I didn't, you know, I didn't say too much. I just told the boys. I mean, I mean, what was their attitude though, in general? With, with, you know, with, without you even saying anything. Oh, the boys, they they refused. I mean, their whole thing was the referee, the referee, the referee. I'm like, stop. The referee did not cause us to blow a two nothing lead, guys. You know, the referee didn't cause us to whiff. I've got the stats somewhere. Um, I believe I tallied up, uh, 16 whiffs or missed headers today or stabbing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so our one V one defending needs, we've gotten back into some bad habits defensively, um, with our one V one defending, uh, we weren't judging and on that field it's bouncy and every, the ball, you know, takes weird bounces and everything. So it is hard to judge a header and everything. Um, but that's why you got to keep your eye on the ball. That's why you got to kind of take a, a not a soft approach to it, but a more careful approach. You got to get a piece of the ball. LSA got did a good job getting a piece of the ball all through the game on any in any situation, and we did not. Um, you know, we didn't stick our legs out there. We didn't um, get a piece of it with our head or anything like that. And um, you know, our strikers all of a sudden were in the first five minutes, and then. Last 10 minutes of the game, you couldn't pay one of them to shoot with their left foot. So, um, uh, but their reaction was, um, I mean, they're disappointed. They're frustrated. And uh, we'll talk, I'm going to talk more uh, right after the game, especially a loss like that. You're probably not going to say too much very productive. Uh, You're not going to say too many productive things. Um, I wasn't in position to. I was very angry. Um, So... I, uh, you know, I just told him, I said, we'll talk more on Monday and, uh, Monday we're going to tell him, Hey, first two things we, we, uh, after a loss, you uh, stick together and you keep working hard. And, uh, we tell the kids like, you know, as, uh, Hey guys, if we think we're championship caliber players, if we think we can win a tournament championship this spring, you know, championship players get up even when they don't think they can. Right. You know, 
champion, you know, champions get up when they don't think they can. And that's the message I'm going to send. And then we'll get into the actual legit soccer stuff. We're going to look, take a second look at the formation that we played today. Played a four, four, two, um, you know, uh, our midfield, I felt like our midfielders, uh, you know, two of our best players were in the midfield, uh, uh, three actually. So really, truly played more of a three, five, two today. And we still just could not, um, we still just could not cover the middle. And then, uh, like I said, um, you know, our back line, our back line struggled and everything, but our back line struggled in large part because our midfield just did not defend today. That's just mm-hmm. all there is to it. So um, we've got to work on that. And uh, we're going to next week. It's going to be um, all about defending. And, um, you know, and if that's not very fun, I'm sorry. Don't blow two nothing leads. How, is, there, is there a game next weekend? Yeah, I believe next weekend we've uh, – looking at the schedule right now. Hang on. Next weekend we've got two games. We've got one on Saturday, one on Sunday. We go to E-Town on Sunday – or on Saturday – and we play uh, Atletico Flames. Um, they're going to be good. I mean, everybody we play is going to be good. Yeah. And then next uh, next Sunday, we're at home against Falls City. So we've got a chance for redemption in a big way. Um, but I'm telling you, um, we got to uh, – This is and this is what irritates me a little bit. One of the narratives about me when I was still coaching high school was that, you know, we didn't attack enough. We, you know, focused too much defensively and all that stuff. There's a reason for that, because guess what, Chris? If I'd spent all all winter focusing on defense instead of attacking, because we struggled to finish last year, so I made that a, the point of emphasis this winter was we're going to improve our finishing and our execution inside the 18. We succeeded there today, even though we lost. I felt I feel like we succeeded. You know, that's what it, we we're cap- we proved that we're capable of of playing well inside the 18 in that area in the attacking third. But you know what? If you focus on your defense the whole time. Uh, or if you make sure your defense is taken care of before anything else, you know, today's game is probably could be one nothing win for us or, or a, you know, one, one tie or something. So um, that's why we do that. And um, that's why coaches take care of their defenses first, make sure they, the scoring can come later. It's a work in progress, but the defense can come first. So, um, you know, uh, I don't know. A lot of woulda, coulda, shoulda about this past winter. We had a good winter. A lot of kids improved. We started a boy today that didn't start at all last year. Um, he's a very, very far cry from where he was last summer. So I told that kid today, I said, hey, I'm going to reward you with your effort this winter. Um, you're going to start. And, um, you know, he made he made a couple of mistakes, but uh, for the most part he was real positive. And um, he, even asked, he even asked me, he said, uh, Coach, am I – Am I a soccer player or am I a kid that likes to play soccer? I said, you're getting closer to being a soccer player, my man. You're getting closer, and that's why I'm starting you today. So, um, on this team, I think they're going to be eager to bounce back. Uh, you know, they were they were mad after the game, and that's what you're supposed to be. There wasn't a lot of giggling, laughing, and everything. You know, that's what you want. You want to hear them mad. Now, it doesn't help anything to blame the referees because, you know, the referee didn't tell you, didn't make you whiff. So, um, referee didn't make you misjudge a header. So, there you go. Uh, our keepers made some good saves today. Uh, we had one at one of the goal, the, the tying goal when they scored to tie it up two two. Um, our keeper made um, uh, the LSA coach started celebrating when the shot went up. He thought it was going back corner, and our keeper extended to catch the ball and and stop the shot. 
and he and he saved it. He saved the shot. Um, unfortunately, when he landed, the ball popped out of his hands, and the LSA player was right there to uh, to recover and score. Why one of our players wasn't there is a whole other story. So, hmm. um, you know, we just got to keep working on it. You can tell him angry. You can tell him frustrated. Um, and that's I think that's what you want your coach to be. And um, you know, it's just it's just not a, it, it, today's result was not acceptable. Well, so. it's time to get over it and look forward to next week. <laughs> you tired of me ranting over it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, it's, it's, yeah. you're doing good dwelling on it. You need to accept it, move on, and plan ahead for next week. Well, see, that's why I needed UML to win today so I could forget about it for a little while. <laughs> see, this is what happens. I'm like, God, we've blown a lead today. You know, we blew a 2 nothing lead to lose 3-2. to two. And U of L hadn't Dude. even played Virginia yet. Holy crap, this day is gonna suck. So, anyway, it is. Um, oh boy, it, it you know right now it is what it is, and we'll get back to it on Monday, and we'll start getting better. So I can tell you. There you go. Perfect. So, anyway, um, there you go. So, all right, uh, who do we got on, on AEW? Who's showing up tomorrow night? Yeah, I don't know. I've been racking my brain trying to come up with something that makes sense. I want to say CM Punk just because, if you think about it, Big Show's wording, Hall of Fame worthy. I don't know. I'm hoping it's Punk. I think anybody else other than Punk is just its not going to live up to their hype and their build of it. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. What do you think? I'm just I don't big th- shows in AEW. To be honest with you, I, I, I thought he would have stayed there to be until he was gone. Well, he got himself back in shape, and then they weren't using him. So, I mean, I, I think he, it looks like he's got some run left in him, I would think. Um, yeah, I think mainly he's going to be a, a commentator for their uh, their new show that they're coming out with. Um, he might wrestle Shaq. Shaq's in AEW now. But he well, did pretty good. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Um as much as I'd love to see Punk, um, I, th- I give it a five percent chance at best. Um, you know, right now I'm thinking it's somebody uh, RVD, um, Tommy Dreamer, somebody like that. Um, you know, I, we've got to get past this whole thing where we expect every big return to be CM Punk. Um, I know, but it's just it's so fun though to, to say. Oh, I, no <laughs> doubt. But I, I can remember when. Uh, People did that for Bret Hart, <laughs> and uh, everybody think, "Oh, Bret's gonna show up." I remember being at SummerSlam 2005, and we're standing around talking, and uh, with other fans outside the arena. And I mean, there were some fans that were just positive. You know, yeah, I would expect Bret show. I think Bret's showing up today. Um, I mean, you'd hear fans saying that, and they really, be- they really believed it when they said those things out loud. They're like, "Oh yeah, Bret's showing up today to interfere with the. Uh, he's gonna screw HBK over." Yeah. Give Hogan the win. Well, and I mean, they 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 justified it in their mind. They were like, "Well, there's no way they're going to have Hogan beat Sean clean, right? Sean would never allow that." So there's no there's no doubt they're going to have Brett show up. Brett's going to show up and do a one off, and screw and, and screw HBK over, and Hogan's going to beat him. You know, I mean, they really had it. That reality was set in their mind, and you know, when that didn't happen, <laughs> you know, so. That's just. I think that's just a, a, one of the ways wrestling fans operate. So yeah, you know that match the HBK and Hogan had. Now, did, did Sean oversell on purpose because he didn't want to go over, or he didn't oh, want Hogan to beat him? Oh, absolutely. I figured so. 
Yeah. That was just ridiculous, but oversell. I hate that match. HBK lays down for nobody. <laughs> yeah. There's, but, a reason, there's a reason that guy's my favorite wrestler. Oh, yeah. He's fantastic. You know, I'm also kind of thinking it, it could be Brock Lesnar, but Vince would really be dumb to let someone that he chose to end the Undertaker's streak go to another company. But Brock Lesnar does whatever he wants to. He doesn't listen to anybody. It's not Brock. So, yeah, AEW's not, not going to pay him the money that he wants and the schedule I, that I he wants. I think Tony Khan would. Well, the schedule's perfect for him. They only have, like, four pay-per-views a year. And right. A, a Wednesday night show. That's it. Right now. Right now. So, uh, AEW's going to pick up as soon as everything opens back up, too. So, um, so anyway, there's a chance I may actually get to go to an AEW show in, in June. No joke. Uh, we're going to really? be right up we're going to be in St. Augustine for vacation right outside of Jacksonville. Oh. And uh, I told my wife, I was like, I think you should let me drive over to Jacksonville on Wednesday night and go to the AEW show. At Daily so, State, yeah. Yeah. I mean, my God, if I was that sick on Thursday from the second vaccine, I better be allowed to go do something. That's all I'm going to tell you. You know, come on now. So. Oh, my gosh. I can't believe that. Yep. Yeah. So, anyway. All right, man. Well, let's get to it. Uh we got a kind of a serious show today. We're talking, and I say serious, it's going to a lot of deep discussion. We're not going to go into too much detail, but uh, we're going right. to talk about a time when my teams didn't blow leads. Um, we're going to talk about uh, my 2018 season and basically the story of that season. It's very story. It's very, very storybook. Um, you, you could probably write a movie script based off of it. Um, it really, Chris, yeah. there's a movie you need to check out. I don't know if you've seen it yet. It's a basketball movie called The Way Back. No, I haven't. You haven't seen that one? It's got Ben Affleck, came out this time last year. Highly recommend you check it out. Oh, um, I, I saw the previews for it, actually. Okay, I yeah. Uh, yeah, I think you need to check it out. Uh, it's very, very, I could relate to that story a lot. Uh, maybe not as much, uh, Maybe I wasn't uh, behaving like Ben Affleck was or Ben Affleck's character was in the movie. Um, it's based off a true story, I think, too. Um, but um, it was a um, – uh, watching that movie reminded me a lot of 2018. Um, so anyway, so uh, why, don't you, um, why don't you go ahead and throw out the first question, man, and you know, let's get rolling. Okay. Uh, you know, obviously you had the, the – took two years off. Because um, the you know the tragedy you experienced with the, the baby and whatnot, uh, so just kind of touch on you know leading up to 2018 and basically how how you ended up coaching again. I I know you wrote about this in the book, but yeah, well this yeah if anything this this show is going to serve as a preview of the book. Um, yeah. Well, let's circle back all the way. I sound like uh, I sound like I'm on a Zoom call. Let's circle back. Um, let's circle back to 2016. Um, I was, I had decided to, uh, step aside from high school, high school coaching. Uh, my wife and I had found out we were pregnant with our first baby. Uh, we were going to have a little girl and man, I was all in, right? Uh, about as all in as you could be. Chris, if events didn't unfold the way that they did, I don't think I ever would have come back to coaching high school. I mean, uh, I was. Well, I've never really I, known you. Well, there you go. Yeah. I I don't think I would have. Um, now I still might be doing what I'm doing today. I might I might have because I think I would have eventually gotten back involved somehow. Uh, you know, she'd be 
you know, five years old this year. So she'd definitely be playing youth league and all that stuff and doing that. Um, and all that's, you know, but, um, so long story short, um, I was as, you know, I was hyped. I was pumped to be dead. Um, the Sunday before everything went down, um, I'd even bought her, um, some superhero, some female superhero action figures. I was going to make a, a, a mobile, a baby mo- mobile for yeah. a crib out of it. I had the fishing wire bought and everything. I was going to get artsy and craftsy, craftsy and all that stuff. Um, so I'd spent that instead of, you know, dra- drawing up uh, practice plans that summer, I was uh, rearranging. We were getting a house ready for a baby. Right. So uh, my wife that weekend, I bought those action figures, though. She was having some pains and everything. And uh, we weren't really weren't really that worried about it because uh, we had an ultrasound on Monday. Um, and so she's at, I knew she was going to the ultrasound. I, you know, I didn't see much reason to be alarmed. There was no reason to think about it. So I, um, you know, I was at school that day. We were about two weeks into the school year. I was rocking it out too. I was having a heck of a year uh, those first two weeks. I, I felt really good about my teaching and um, uh, got a call up to my classroom. Well, it was the front desk lady and saying, it's your wife. And you could tell the tone in her voice that something was wrong. Like, I don't know if it's a maternal instinct on Clara's or the, the front desk, uh, the front desk clerk at, at Fairdale. So I don't know if it was, I never did ask her about that. And I, I would have liked to have at some point, uh, I don't know. So I don't know if it was maternal instincts or what that made her think that something was wrong, but she sounded like something was wrong. So, <clears throat> so I answered the phone and, you know, put, they put Brittany through and all Brittany said was, can you come up to the hospital? And I'm thinking, Yep. So I was out of there in about less than five minutes out of the, out of the school. And I was hauling it up the Gene Snyder onto 65 headed to uh, Baptist East. And I'm sitting there thinking, okay, we're either about to have a baby today prematurely. Um, so I was kind of racking my brain about, okay, what's life going to be like for the next couple months in the hospital or, you know, we're losing it. And, um, and which I really didn't believe, uh, you know, really did. Um, I didn't really believe we were losing. I was thinking, okay, we're, we're going to, we just found out we're going to have the baby today. You know? Okay. You know, we can work with this and, um, got to the, got to the, uh, the hospital. Um, I waited in the lobby. Uh, the nurse comes out to get me. Um, I walked back to the room where the ultrasound was and, uh, they, uh, my mother-in-law was in there with Brittany and my mother-in-law walked out and, uh, Brittany, you know, told me, um, uh, in a very emotional manner that, uh, the baby didn't have a heartbeat. So, um, you know, obviously that took me back for a minute <laughs> and, uh, uh, you know, and so now life had kind of, what's the word, uh, how can I describe it? Um, you know, life had kind of been turned upside down at that point. So, um, we went, uh, all I can tell you is I sat down, I heard that news, sat down, and just kind of stared off in space in disbelief. Like this doesn't happen to us. We, we, you know, I tend to, I tend to base my life overall life expectations off of how I do in soccer. And I'm sitting here thinking, all we do is win. (laughs) This isn't possible. We, we didn't just lose and we did. And, um, when it was time to get up, you know, the, the lady, the, the nurse or whatever asked me a very sweet woman. She was very concerned about my well being. Um, you know, she was, I, you know, I said, I can't get up right now. 
and I literally couldn't feel anything in my legs. And, um, um, so she was like, okay, dude, I need to go get you a wheelchair. I was like, I'm not being wheeled out of here. This is not happening. You know, I, I, you know, I've already, you know, I've, I've been punched in the face already or kicked in the nuts, whatever you want to call it. Um, I'm not being wheeled out of here. So once I, you know, gathered myself and everything, um, you know, we, we went, got you know, booked, you know, booked a, a delivery and all that stuff, scheduled that and all everything. And, you know, we're not going to go into detail about the, that process, but it was a long process. So, um, um, that, you know, believe it or not, I don't, you know, you, when you go through something traumatic, um, like that, you don't remember, it's shocked what you don't remember, you know, shocking what you don't remember. Um, it's shocking what it does to you. So a couple weeks go by and I remember, um, I remember going back to school and after taking two weeks off, because in some sick, cruel way, I still got maternity leave, you know? and um, uh, I was probably the only guy to get maternity leave without having an actual baby to show for it. So, um, anywho, um, I remember, and I, 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 I used this quote earlier, I remember getting up that morning to go back to school, and I saw a post on Instagram that said, um, you know, champions get up even when they can't. And I thought, yeah. That's that's the, how I've got to approach this, and so I go back to school, and I feel like I'm walking underwater. It's everything's very slow, every like in slow motion. Um, everything sounds kind of sounds like you know as it does when you're underwater, you know. And uh, staff at Fairdale were fantastic. They were real um, uh, patting me on the back and everything. You know, come up, and give me hugs. I don't like hugging people. Um, <laughs> it was. Uh, it was, you know, it was very sweet and everything, but, um, uh, it's just, uh, you know, a lot of niceness that, uh, I won't say I wasn't used to, but I also, I don't look for either. Um, and I taught and, uh, it very much felt like I was in the first day back at school, first day at school ever, like first day ever teaching. So that was, it was kind of weird. Um, and the whole time I'm thinking, you know, soccer doesn't, well, soccer doesn't really cross my mind. I missed my players at that point, though. That during that time period, I missed my players. Um, I missed being in the huddle, um, but I also knew that you know coaching for me was probably something that was not going to happen for a very long time. Um, you know, as far as I was concerned, any you know, number one, you're dead inside when something like that happens, right? There's no, there's no competitive drive. Um, so, I. Uh, and even at that, I mean, my emotional well-being wasn't wasn't good. I mean, how am I supposed to when I don't believe everything's going to be okay? How can I sit there and tell a group of kids everything's going to be okay when we're down to nothing? You know, um, getting into an argument with a referee was not going to happen at that time. Uh, it wasn't possible. Well, it was possible, and it wouldn't have ended well. <laughs> so. Um, I wasn't in a place that I could be coaching at that point. So I thought, you know, I thought if I ever, I don't know when I'm ever going to go back. So, um, we go through, uh, that winter and everything. And I'm thinking, okay, I start to, get, I'm like, I need soccer because you're just pissed off all the time. You know, um, you're just pissed off. You don't have any, you feel like you're, um, 
when stuff like this happens, I remember being like in high school and college and after getting dumped or something, you'd look around and see everybody had a boyfriend or girlfriend, you know, <laughs> all of a sudden, you know, when you're, when you're single, Oh my God, everybody's got a girlfriend. You know, that's kind of the way I looked at it. And now here at this point in life, you don't have a baby, you know, we experienced the loss that we did. Um, you're looking around like, Oh my God, everybody's pregnant. Oh my God, everybody's got a baby, you know? And, um, so that was frustrating. So I told my wife, I just like, I need soccer in some kind of way. I, this is the, because uh, in the past, Chris, I could, um, I could use soccer to, to right any wrong. I felt like if somebody, if I felt disrespected by somebody, you know, a soccer game, a soccer game would settle that. Right. And all through life, you know, and, um, this wasn't the case. I, you know, I'm looking around and, Seeing people that I went to school with and grew up with, they're having babies, no problems whatsoever. Everything's per- perfect, hunky dory. They're having their stupid gender reveal parties. Yes, I think they're stupid. Um, sorry, and um, I don't need I don't need an excuse. To, I don't need a party to have an excuse to eat a cupcake with blue uh, blue icing in the middle or pink icing. It's dumb, a waste of money, waste of time. I don't need one more party to go to. I know I sound like a cranky old man. Yeah. Anyway, so, um, um, but everybody, it was so easy for everybody else. And I'm sitting here like, I'm sitting here like, why is it so easy for everybody else? That was my frustration was, why is it so easy for everybody else? You know? And then, oh, by the way, so I'm sitting here thinking it's the fall of 2016. So I'm thinking, okay, you know what? You know who's got me? University of Louisville Cardinals. They got me. You know? (laughs) Famous last words. You got a basketball program that just loves scandal (laughs) (laughs) that loves being talked poorly about. You got a football program being coached by Bobby Petrino. And we're thinking, and you know what? It was so cathartic. It was so, I felt like I was playing when we beat Florida, beat the breaks off Florida state 63, 20 or 62, 20, you know, Lamar's going crazy. He's going to win the Heisman and everything. It was like, yeah, I just felt that was, that was, Yeah. You know, it, it just made me, it made me feel better temporarily. And then we go to Houston, football does, and gets blown out. Then they lose to freaking UK. And then they oh, just – I remember that. Oh, oh, yeah, well. And, and then we have the bowl game and like half the defense decides, nah, I'm not playing, I'm good. And uh, we lose that bowl game too. So I, I got news for everybody. If you're going to rely on a sports team to get you through a difficult time, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Um, UofL let me down in so many bad ways, and I kind of still haven't forgiven them for it. I'm still pretty salty at them. I mean, it, it, these are college kids and all that stuff, but you know, as a fan, that's you know, you, you know, you you want to believe that your team can be there for you. You know, you hear so many stories of. You know, fans where they say, yeah, that team, man, they were, you know, uh, that that got me through this happening, that happening, and everything. And, and Chris, you could probably relate to this a little bit, you know. And um, and so here's my team purposely screwing the pooch every chance I got, it seemed like. It seemed like it was purposely. James Quick going freaking out of bounds against Clemson. James, my baby just died. You're supposed to give me a reason to celebrate. What the hell, man? So I just I know that's ridiculous and everything, but it oh my god. So anyway, um, you know, so I'm I told my wife I'm like 
I need soccer. I mean, we we got to do something with soccer. There's got to be some kind of coaching opportunity I can take on. So I actually, uh, before I actually came back to Fairdale, I had kind of, in 2017, I took on um, the coaching job with the Ascension, uh, with the Ascension Catholic School, um, fifth and sixth graders. And, you know, it's different crowd. You can't be the yeller and screamer that you are with fifth and sixth graders like it was with the high schoolers. Um, so I had to adjust and it was good for me. It was, um, number one, those kids made me love soccer again because, you know, going way back, uh, my relationship with soccer was not good when I stepped away from it at the end of 2015. Uh, I was very bitter towards it. I was sick of the politics of it. Um, you know, I bitter over, you know, the respect that we didn't get even within our own school. Um, um, so, you know, coaching those kids at Ascension, they made me love it again. And we, you know, we had a great season and we, and it's the best they'd done in a long time. And uh, we made it within a game of the final four of our tournament. And, you know, that, that group of kids looking at them, you're thinking, they might win one game in the tournament. Well, we won two and then made the, uh, made the last game before the final four and lost in a shootout. So, um, you know, so that got me thinking like, okay, I'm still good at this. Maybe there's a chance I can do high school again. Um, so that summer of 2017, we just moved in. We bought this new house and everything. And was this new house a grief purchase? Yep. <laughs> it sure was. <laughs> um, came right after a U of L loss in the tournament. I'm like, let's go back. Let's go look for a new house, babe. After we lost. And then that, like that night we're putting an offer on this place. <laughs> so, um, anyway, I'm, I'm dead serious about that. We were you know, pretty overdramatic at that time, I guess. And, um, so, uh, I'm thinking that summer I'm doing nothing, but it was a hot and sticky summer. And, we're in this new house and I'm constantly doing going back and forth to home Depot. I'm constantly doing some kind of work around the house while, while my wife's at work at Humana and just hot and sticky all the time. I remember being mad all the time because we wanted to get pregnant again. And we couldn't. Right. And I just remember cutting the grass. I feel if, if for some reason it feels like I cut them. It feels like I cut the grass two or three days a week that year. You know, two or three times, or yeah, two or three times a week that year, it feels like I was cutting grass constantly. And I could just remember when I was cutting grass because we got a big backyard. I just remember cutting grass and just being mad all the time, thinking very dark thoughts like, you know, I should have been the one that died. Why, you know, you know, I'd I'd rather be dead than doing this. I'd been living this way because we wanted to have a, a new baby, and everybody else was. So why couldn't we? So I I can just remember those thoughts going through my head like. You know, I was angry. I probably needed to go to anger management. Um, never got around to it. Um, and I hope, I hope, I hope I've recovered for the most part. Um, I think I have. Um, but it was, um, I just remember constantly being hot and sticky and mad, not being able to sleep. Um, it was just, Chris, it was just a, um, it was a very grueling part of the grieving process. And, um, you know, family members, you know, my mom, my aunt, you know, they, they bring, what, what about soccer? What about high school? 
And then I, at the time I'm thinking, I can't do it. I'm not capable of that right now. I, I, I'd kill a referee. I'd kill a kid. Um, it's, it's, you know, it's not a good, you know, and the lesson I learned from that was you need to, the people that you need to listen to the people that have faith in you. If they believe you can do something, I think you should do it. Now, that doesn't mean if they tell you to jump off a bridge, you do it. But the lesson I've learned from that situation is, Jay, Jay, you can coach. Go coach. Do it. Maybe you should go do it. Listen to the people that have faith in you because there aren't going to be, you know, at the end of the day, especially as you get older, there are going to be fewer and fewer people that actually take the time to to justify having faith in you. You know, um, that number actually becomes smaller, believe it or not. And, um, and I hope that's not a cynical point of view, but that's just, that's been my experience. So that summer, 2017, I had on a Fairdale Bulldog soccer shirt and my coaching hat. I'd been working in the yard and everything. And I had to run up to Home Depot and uh, pick some stuff up. And I got home and my wife was home already. And she's sitting in the, she's sitting in the patio, um, you know, just kind of waiting for me, waiting to talk to me and everything. And, um, <laughs> she asked me, she's like, you look like, she's like, you look like you've been to practice. You look like you're coming home when you, when you came home from practice. And I just point blank asked her, can I go back? And she said, yeah. I mean, it was that easy of a conversation. I thought it was going to be a hard conversation, but at that point in time, we didn't have any kids. We weren't pregnant. We didn't, we were very, our expectations were very low about starting a family in the near future. So we just said, yeah, let's do it. So no joke, Chris, like the first day back at school that year in 2017, the athletic director at Fairdale comes to me, Ernest. Um, he said, Hey, what do I got to do to get you to come back to coaching? I said, well, the field would be awesome. <laughs> and, uh, which, Hey, you know, I got to say that, but, um, and uh, I said, and I need help. I need help getting a staff. I need, I need assistant coaches. Um, he said, okay. And, um, he said, whatever you want to do, I'll support it. So there we were. And uh, now we were still a year out. The season had already started at that point. So, you know, I don't know if they wanted me to go out with the new coach or go out there and help the new coach or not, or not, when I say the new coach, my replacement. I didn't think that would be a good idea. I, thought, I felt like that would be a really dysfunctional situation. So I was just like, they're going to ride out this season, and then I'll take over next year. So okay. who was the, the guy that started, the guy that took over? It was a guy. Well, okay. Uh, it was a guy named. Get into it. I'm just yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a guy named Andrew Garfield, and um, uh, not Andrew Garfield. Crap. Osteen. Andrew Garfield was one of the Spider Man. Um, it's like <laughs> I was gonna say. <laughs> Garfield was the guy that replaced Tobey Maguire. Yes, I'm Tobey Maguire. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, um, man, I can't believe I did that. Uh, Andrew Osteen. And uh, Andrew knew his soccer. He had a good pedigree. Um, I just think it was probably a bad fit um, working with the, ki- the kids at Fairdale. Sometimes, Chris, you're just – I realized this during this time. You are what you are, and you belong where you belong. And, um, you know, that's why, that's why I'm not rushing to take another high school job anytime soon because I was uniquely fit to work with the kids at Fairdale, to coach the kids at Fairdale. Um, they wanted to win just as badly as I did. Um, but at the same time, I understood their circumstances. Um, I was empathetic towards their, uh, circumstances, whereas a lot of coaches wouldn't have been. Um, right. So, 
um, I also knew their temperament. I also knew what their expectations were and everything. And um, I can manage those pretty well. Um, and Andrew, I think he struggled there. Um, and I, I, I would hope he'd be the first one to tell you that. But anyway, so um, um, so anyway, so I was going to let them ride out the season. I made like three games that fall to watch, and it wasn't good. <laughs> so I'm thinking. All right, so I knew going into 2018, I had my work cut out for me. Um, but when I announced I was coming back, um, we had kids coming out of the woodwork that were in the school all of a sudden wanting to play. And, um, and that really kind of set the stage for us and everything. So, um, I know that's a long winded answer, but, uh, it's a long journey. I mean, and again, at this point in time, when we roll around to 2018, uh, Chris, I'm still not sure I'm capable of having a civil conversation with a referee. I'm still not sure I'm going to be able to take a bad attitude from a player. We're just I, at that point, though. I was so tired of the situation I was in. I was so again. I was always felt hot and sticky, and you know, no matter how many showers I took, I felt hot and sticky. I felt mad. You know, no matter I couldn't sleep. No matter how much I worked out, still was mad. And I told my wife, I said, we have to try. I got to do something. We got to, we felt like even if soccer couldn't be, because again, the last time I'd coached at Fairdale, we won 20 games, right? And there was no guarantee that that could happen again. So I just told my wife, I was like, look, let's go rock it out. You know, uh, I'd already decided I was going to get my admin degree. I was like, let's go rock it out for a couple years at best. Or at you know at the very least, let's go rock it out for a couple of years. Let's go have some great moments. Let's give it. Let's give ourselves some reasons to celebrate. You know, I need a sense of purpose because right now I just feel like I'm wandering aimlessly. And um, and she supported that. Um, so now here's the kick. Here was the crux of the situation. In September, right around Labor Day of that yeah, that year, um, we found out we were pregnant. <laughs> so of 2017. So. Luke was on the way, um, and um, I was going to be set to start coaching high school again right after he was born. So, mm-hmm. yeah, so um, we like surprises in our family. So, um, yeah, so that kind of sets the stage for the season and everything, and uh, um, it's a long journey. Gotcha. Okay. Uh all right, let's move on to the soccer part of it here. Um, okay. I think we should probably have an unbiased, you know, especially when we get into the postseason. Thing. Sure. Uh, <laughs> I know we've discussed that, so uh will <laughs> here coming back. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, what was the general, I guess, soccer expectation? I and, mean, you know, I know you mentioned he wanted to come back and everything, but what, what was the expectation for the team? You know, it's, uh... Well, I didn't really know. I knew that they, I, from what I watched the year before, um, it wasn't it wasn't good. Um, a lot of talent, talented players from the year before, um, had decided they weren't coming back. They'd had enough. And based on what had gone on, I didn't exactly blame them. But what I had to do now, I had to convince these kids to come back. Um. Uh, unfortunately at that point in time, I had only convinced a couple of them that I'd started, that I'd started with when they were freshmen, 
Yovani and um, Muhammad Abdi. Um, they were coming back, and I'd go to these kids and I'd just say, hey, you want to do this again with me? And they're like, what? I said, yeah, let's go. Let's do it again. I'm coming back. And the look on their faces was, oh, hell yeah, let's go. Um, one boy opted to play football. Uh, I told him I understood. Uh, great kid, great family. Um, you know, well, all these kids that decided they weren't coming back because they'd had enough. Um, I told him, I said, hey, you know, doors open. You know, um, we're going to be out here working. You know, let us know when you want to come back. So, um, so I knew that we were up against it. Like I was going to have to like just train these kids to flat out learn how to play. I mean, we were starting from scratch and, uh, it was kind of like, you know how you haven't seen the, a lot of the Marvel movies, have you? Uh, not really. It was like in the first Iron Man, uh, Tony Stark builds his first, like his first Iron Man suit in a cave from like metal scraps. Right. And and then later on, that you know, you hear the bad guy saying, "Tony Stark built this suit out of, out of in a cave using metal scraps," and that's kind of the way I look at this this team. I mean, I, it was very much not to no to, uh, no offense to all, all the kids that were out there, but we were kind of working with scraps. And um, um, so, but what you saw was you had a lot of kids that were soccer players. Chris, I'm, I'm still convinced here in Jefferson County, we could have five more good teams in Jefferson County. If those schools had coaches that were actually in the school buildings, you see what I'm saying? Oh yeah, totally. Um, if you had, I mean, because kids get to know you as a teacher and they decide, especially if they can play soccer, well, I'm going to go play for that. I'll play for that guy. I'll play for that girl. You know, and they come out, right? So all of a sudden, you know, t- schools, especially JCPS schools that have a coach that, you know, uh, isn't in the building, they might get 20 players, right? The coach is yeah. in the, the, if the coach is in the building, I think you have 35 or 40 players. And at that point, that season, we were at, at our highest point, we were at 39 kids. We were at 39 wow. kids. And the year before, that. yeah, and the year before, uh, they did good to get to 20, you know, hmm. when I took over Chris, uh, there was like, I think I was told there was 47 cents in the soccer account, 47 cents. By the end of that 2018 season, we had $3,000 in the account. So a lot of work went into that season. Now, I was like, I was like, this might be a two year deal. This might be a two year project. And so I was kind of mentally preparing myself, you know, we're going to go out there, we're going to scrap and we'll, we'll schedule some, we'll schedule some games that we should win. But I mean, we're just going to, it's going to be, um, it's going to be, borderline be a miracle to win the district. And um, because things just, the players weren't coming back. We had players not coming back out and the kids that we did have coming out, you know, they could barely run and everything. So, um, and I need to point out too the kids that we did have come out. Uh, Chase Hill, this kid has never gotten enough credit, and he's going to get it now. Uh, Chase is running uh, cross country, I believe, at Campbellsville. He's a great leader, and he had played for me his freshman year. And then when I didn't come back, he didn't come back out. Um, now he's a senior. Now he was a senior, and you know Chase. You know I came to Chase and I said, "Hey, you want to come back out and play soccer again?" Um, 
And he's like, yeah. And Chase was all in. And Chase not the best player. But, man, his attitude and leadership, he knows what it's supposed to look like, and he picks up things up really quick. So he knew how to play. I mean, he picked up how to play um, pretty quickly in the season, and um, he was a big part of our success. And uh, the early struggles that we had, I don't know if we would have gotten through them that well if it wasn't for Chase. So, but um, in the summer, we had struggles. I mean, I walked in. I mean, here's the thing about it, Chris. It can take you three years to build a program, five years to build a program, right? It, you know, that's the, that's the idea. It takes a coach five years to build a program. A bad coach or somebody that doesn't know what they're doing, Chris, they can tear it down in 30 days. They could easily turn it down in 30 days when they go lax on rules, when they don't, in, uh, when they don't enforce things, um, when they don't hold expectations very high, it can crash down in 30 days. It really can. And so there were plenty of days I'd come back in the school building after practice in the, you know, in the morning and I'd walk around and somebody, you know, I'd be going to my classroom to set up or something like that. And somebody would catch me and they say, Hey, how's the team looking? I'm like, and I look at him and say, it's ruined. I mean, I don't know. I, was, I just told him, I just say, I don't know. It's going to take us forever to build this thing back up. It's ruined. And, um, so we, um, so we went to the bluegrass game. Now going to the bluegrass games, I still wanted to set a mentality. I told the kids and you know, Marinus was one of those kids that wasn't playing before right. I came out and he comes out that year and you know, it was pretty clear. I was like, okay, we got a scoring threat in Marinus. Okay, good. I told the team, I said, look, I want to come out in the first half of the, uh, in the first five minutes of this bluegrass of our bluegrass games. And I want to set a tone. I was like, I want to very similar to today. Told team, I said, "One punch him in the mouth." I went. We're playing Bath County. I said, "One punch him in the mouth." Let's go and uh, let's attack. Let's get a goal in the first five minutes, you know. And no joke, we uh, we went right, right at him. We turned the corner inside the eighteen. Marinus got tripped up and uh, got a penalty kick out of it, like within the first minute. And Marinus scored on the penalty kick. We're up one nothing, and we ended up winning the game four three. Marinus had a hat trick. So. Um, you know, we didn't play that well that game, and we didn't play that well in the bluegrass games, but uh, we had kids buying in. We just had – you know, we were able to – you know, our weaknesses, we had a lot of weaknesses. We didn't respond well to physical play. Um, we didn't cover the middle of the field. Um, you know, very similar to today, actually, believe it or not. So um, we got to fix – I got to look back. I got to think back now to that season and say, okay, how did I fix those problems? And that's what I got to do next week with my current team. So – um, and then we put, you know, on our scrimmages after the bluegrass games, uh, we had, um, Spencer County and we didn't cover the middle very well and they won two nothing. Um, I mean, we still did some good things. Um, and then we opened up the season against Seneca. Seneca was really good that year. They yeah, beat you guys in fact, did. I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So Seneca was really good that year. They had, uh, I think they had an attacking mid who was just all over the place. He might be at the um, now. Okay. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, they beat us five to three. Um, we didn't defend very well. A lot of stabbing. Um, we let in one goal that absolutely should have never gone in. Um, so we couldn't figure out our goalie situation. So we lost five to three. Um, you know, we had some kids get hurt. I mean, it was just a it was a weak team. It wasn't a team that was used to. Um, they weren't ready to play physical. They weren't, you know, they got pushed around a lot and everything, and they weren't di- very disciplined defensively. And then um, 
So I think, and then the next game out, we played uh, Whitfield, and um, we got back to five hundred. We beat Whitfield the way it should beat Whitfield, and um, but then, no joke, Chris, our best attacker, Giovanni, uh, or probably our best attacker at that point in time, Giovanni, he's uh, climbing the the climbing the bleachers at at Fairdale High School, climbing the, trying to climb over that fence. And his foot gets tripped up, and he falls and lands on his head on the track. Why is he climbing a you know? fence? I don't know, man. <laughs> you know? So, um, uh, he's out for I mean, did, three weeks. Did, I mean, did they lock the so. gate on you guys? I mean. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. This was the fence on the front part of the bleachers. Oh. Well, well it's, Yeah. So. It's his fault. <laughs> so, well, I, yeah, it's his fault. Um, I agree. Um. So, but he's out now for a month, wow. at least. So, and we're getting ready to play PRP um, and Iroquois and everything. And then something happened in the Iroquois game. We were down three nothing. We made some defensive mistakes in the first no, half. Can't do that. And then the Iroquois. second. No, no. And then the second half, though, we just ran out of time. We came back, and the score ended up being three two. Um, and um, I told the team, I said, okay, that last twenty minutes. That's what we can be. Uh, you know, we spread them out. We we attacked their middle, and we were able to get uh, shots on goal. And we end up uh, we lost, but now we're one and two. And now PRP's PRP's oh coming to us. And you know, and you know what's and you know what's about to happen. Yeah, yeah, you know what's about to happen. So in that game, I told the kids, I was like, guys, we have a chance that we still have a chance that we're one and two but we still have a chance to have a great season. All right. But you got to win these games against your rival. If you want to have a great season, right? Even if you, even if we don't win, if we don't win tonight and we, you know, still win seven or eight games, we're going to say, yeah, it was a nice season, but we didn't beat PRP, you know, and that's going to stick in your all's crawl. That's what I told him. I said, that's going to stick in your all's crawl, you know, you're not that, – that's going to be the – that's going to be the wart on, you know, on, on a pretty face. So I told him, I said, we want to have a great season. we got to win tonight. Um, you know, 13 seconds to go in overtime. Quibe gets the header over them. one nothing. We win the game. And at that point in time, I felt like that's when the tide turned. And we were on our way to having a great season at that point when that happened when we got lucky as one coach from another school said we did. Right. So yeah, you there. Yeah. I know if you're going to okay. keep on going with the game. So, no, no, no. I'm, so that's, that's, uh, you know, that's the, uh, that's the big wins part that, you know, that we got the big wins and everything. And then, and then from there on, okay. So from there on, we, um, you know, we played a great game against you guys, against Butler. Yeah. Um, that, that you know what, Chris? Very well could have been the regular season game of the year in the sixth region that year. Yeah. I'm Would you agree? Well. We, we, we had a game with Fern Creek. Or no, actually, we didn't. We didn't play them that year in regular season. Um, yeah, it probably was. Yeah, I mean, it was a very hotly contested game. I mean, it was really highly competitive. Um. So we felt pretty good about where we stood against Butler um, moving forward at that point. Uh, we went to Anderson County, won on the road, um, came back from behind. We were down 2 nothing. came back and won 3-2. Um, 
uh, let's see. Uh, we went to uh, we went to Christian Academy on the other side of town. Anytime you can go over the seventh region and beat somebody ten nothing, I I think it's a big deal. Especially you know, and I'm not talking about like J Town or anybody like that. But um, uh, are they seventh no, region or sixth region? There was first Creek and okay. Okay. Well, all right. So, but you know, Cal's they've had good years, right? Now they the last three, four, or five years haven't been great. Um, but they've had good years, and so we go over there and you know we you know, beat them ten over. Mario had like night. seven assists that game. Uh, Omar had everybody. Right, man, a lot of people had seven assists that game. Let's just <laughs> say that um, Omar had a big game. Yavani, I mean, Marinus, um go over there and beat them on their senior night. So um, we felt like we were in position. So as the season creeps on and on and on, we're sitting there thinking, hey, we could be – and we're seeing it too. The only team that we've come across that finishes better than us is Butler. So we end up finishing the regular season, uh, I think, nine and four, right? So going into the district tournament with the top seed. Right. Okay, so let's let's talk a little bit about the district tournament. What do you want to talk about? Whatever could we be possibly talk about with that game, Chris? Yeah, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> going into it, I guess, and uh, you know what, maybe you wanted to prove on that way it wouldn't go into overtime because PRP that year, I don't even remember how mm-hmm. they had Salati, of course, but I, I just yeah. felt like they were just average. Average team. So, I mean, what did you feel like? You know, you, you've done well, to work with a okay. fast forward like that. Well, okay. So, uh, we're going to the district tournament. Um, I guess you played Holy Cross, we knew, first, right? No, they did. Oh, I, we were top seed. So, Valley we're getting ready to play. Yeah. District tournament was supposed to be at Fairdale, I believe. Um, they voted without us there. Um, and decided to have it at PRP. Awesome. And uh, we go and um, uh, we go over there and play at their field. And um, I can just remember, like, um, yeah, I, I, you know, I never believed we were going to lose that game. Even when we're in warm-ups, I was like, you know, they could throw the kitchen sink at us. I don't think we're going to lose this game today for some reason. And... Um, Ten minutes into the game, one of our best attackers, Omar, uh, and by this point, I need to make it clear to everybody: we had kid, those kids that we couldn't get that didn't want to come back initially. They came back. We started winning. They came back. Omar, you, uh, you know, Yavani got healthy. Nate Vu comes back to help out on defense, and he was a big help. Um, so, you know, we're we're rolling, and uh, Omar, um, you know, struggles on a free kick. Says a bad word. Referee gives him a red card right away. I thought it was a terrible call, but I remember telling my assistant coaches that said, "Hey, we we got the worst call of the game, but we need to get the most important one. So let's chill." You know, even though now we're down a man, you know, ten minutes into the game, we're down a man, and then Salati, who you mentioned, uh, gets loose on us and uh, puts the ball in the net for them to go up one nothing. So at one nothing, we're at halftime. We're down one nothing. And I told the kids, that feeling is still with me. Like, I told the kids, we're not losing this game. We're going to win this game, okay, guys? I was like, they can throw whatever they wanted us. We're going to win the game. 
okay? Y'all just got to go out there and do what you do and have done all season, right? So, um, you know, uh, throughout the season, uh, one of our defensive he had always asked, Coach, can I, go up and, uh, can I go up and help and support on the attack? And I tell him no. Well, in this game, with like a minute to go, district championships on the line, he asked, I said, go. And Sajad goes up, adds one more bit of pressure to the PRP defense, and they can't handle it, and they get a, they get a handball in the box. And with 40, about 45 seconds to go in the game. So now we have a chance to tie. So everybody's like freaking out and everything. And Chris, for some reason, for some reason, this calm, I've been able to have this sense of calm when we've got everything going against us and everything. And I kept my focus and I just, at that point in time, I felt like I was back in that hospital room. Everybody's crying. I mean, we had kids on the sideline crying. We had, um, everybody's just freaking out. We got a chance to have this game up, you know? And everybody's just, you know, you know, and you got the PRP moms over there doing the PRP chant and everything. And I just got down on one knee and I pointed right at Mirnas. And he, he, you know, we just kind of locked eyes on each other. I just pointed at him and I, said, and I just mouthed at him, you, you're taking the PK. And um, never hesitated. And that's exactly where I went with it. Uh, and um, uh, And that's kind of. In a way, that's what I did in the hospital room with everybody. It was, I, you know, even as sad as I was, I was, I was, I was, you know, quarterbacking the whole thing. I was coaching the whole thing. I was playing coach. I was telling people to go here, go there, you know, let's, you know, keeping everybody calm. And, um, um, Mary steps up and drilled the penalty kick. We're tied one to one. And at that point in time, at that point in time, I don't think there was anybody that believed PRP was going to win that game, you know. And um, my old assistant coach, Phil, I think he said at one point, I can't remember if he was there or not. I think he was. Um, I think he had said that that game was over when Marinus Sterl drilled the penalty kick. And we go to overtime. And no joke, I know we've talked about this before. I'll say it again. Uh, we get a corner kick. Yvonne takes the corner kick and, and plays a great ball right in front of the PRP goal. And Mirnas goes up for the header and drills it. We win the district championship. I mean, we were, we had, you know, just 10 minutes earlier, we were down one, nothing. And now we're celebrating this district championship. And, um, and then he got accused of using illegal players, right? Uh, oh, did we? Did that happen? I don't remember if that happened. Oh, it's a, it's a joke with the, the no, the but there. somebody called us out. Somebody, you know, one of the, one of their coaches called us out. I, I'll say it. Yeah, uh, they've called us out before too. Well, one of their coaches called us out for you know we were lucky um, for beating them, yeah. and I'm like, I'm like, I think hey. I know what coach you're talking about. I'm like, names. yeah, we won't name names, but my guy, I'll say it to you if you're listening. Was it? Uh, how do you allow? A team to beat you twice. Now, I, again, I gave up a three-two lead or two-nothing lead today. I get it, right? Yeah. But how do you allow yourself, your teams, to lose in that same <laughs> in one season? How's that happen? You know, yeah. and to, the same kid, not the same kid. I'm sorry, <laughs> but the same similar players off a off a dead ball situation. You allow a kid to get loose and put a header in in the goal. You know, it doesn't seem like luck. 
Okay, were we lucky that you all didn't make an adjustment? Okay, yeah. But you know what? I've, Chris, I have never. When I've heard, when I've t- had that, you got lucky, your team got lucky. <laughs> yeah, you know what? We did get lucky. You know what? You know what creates luck? Hard work. Busting ass. You know? I mean, having, you know, and we were. We did that year. We were, we developed a toughness that season that, um, we developed a toughness that season that um, I don't think I've ever seen in any of my other teams. And I don't know if I'll see it again. They were just a – it was just like when we played together, when we finally figured out how to play together, when we finally bought into playing together, it just became this, this, this wall, you know. And because of that, we defended well, and we were able to score goals and, uh, in clutch situations. And that's what we did all the way to the regional final. So, um, you know, to beat PRP and, you know, the kids put me up on their shoulders afterward and everything. It was a great moment, great feeling. I was sicker than a dog, you know. Um, probably had COVID more then than I ever have in, since March 13th. Um, same, I mean, it's the same, uh, same symptoms. But um, anywho, um, just – just definitely one of the high points of my career. Um, those kids, those kids deserve a lot of credit um, for number one buying in to what I was saying, but um, also just uh, they just continued to work hard. We stuck together and we kept working hard, and we got a district championship out of it. So oh, just, just always, pure luck. Uh, pure luck. Out of pure luck. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Uncle Tom. Pure luck. <laughs> Um, just a great group of kids. Uh, we were very fortunate. And I was very sure. fortunate to get to coach. You know, that, and that's the other thing, too. Chris, do you know how many coaches win with kids that they can't stand? You know how many coaches have celebrations with kids where they just are rolling their eyes at the way they celebrate, right? That happens a lot, right? And here I was with a group of kids that I absolutely loved and, you know, still do. And, um, that's 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 the ultimate for a coach when you are you know plenty of coaches have to celebrate with kids that they don't necessarily like they wouldn't invite them they wouldn't you know want them to hang around their kid or anything right and there were kids on this team that I could have named my son after <laughs> if I wanted to you know there are kids on that team you know to this day that I say I hope my son is like that boy you know right and um you know it's it was a um that was that was the cherry on top is that I got to celebrate with them because we've talked about the teams I've had to celebrate district championships with before, um, and you know my first two, uh, you know I couldn't couldn't enjoy it, um, but the two I got the two or three I got to celebrate at Fairdale, yeah I got to, the, those were those were awesome, right? So it's well, all about being able to it's all about being able to celebrate with kids that you like. That's all there is to it. Yeah, well, you can't celebrate for too long because you have the region draw. And I'm just curious because you know, I've never been to one of these. Kind of describe mm-hmm. what the, the region draw setup is like. You're able to go to it, right? No, the ADs go. Oh, you've been before so, at the sales, though, haven't you? No, the ADs go. Really? Unless, unless that oh, was just a Fairdale thing. I know always goes. Yeah, it must well, be. That, well, it must be a Fairdale thing, then, that the coach <laughs> okay. doesn't go. Well, All right. Uh, yeah. But anyway, you can't celebrate for too long because you have Iroquois. That Tuesday, I guess, at the sale. So, talk, you know, the reaction to that. How, what did the team think? What were you thinking, et cetera? 
We scored. Uh, you know, Iroquois is a good team. They beat us earlier in the year, handled us 3-2. And um, for us to come out and win 2 nothing, score a couple of clutch goals in the second half, that is um, – that is exactly – I mean, if that's not improvement, I don't know what is. I mean, earlier in the year they beat us 3-2, and now we beat them 2-0 in regionals. So, if that's not improvement, I don't know what is. Um, you know, yeah. and that's Again, I told the team afterward, I said, y'all don't realize how far we've come. I was like, do y'all not re- remember them beating us in August? And it was 3-2, but it wasn't even really that close. Yeah, I mean, and, we, had a, we had a tough time with them, too, in our yeah. season game. Uh, yeah. I think we – you know, all they do is that long ball stuff, and they just – they got us that night. And I don't even think we scored – I think we're up one nothing and a half. And we – it's kind of like the game we played with you all the regular yeah. season. Yeah. Um, but anyways, okay, so yeah. you beat Fairdale, and then – or you beat Iroquois. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then – yeah, it's getting late. Uh, and then you get more, I guess, that Thursday uh, after we had just beaten – I guess you played after us that night. Y'all played. Y'all played Southern, and we played more. Yeah. Or was it? And uh, well, we played Fern Creek the second round. We had. Oh yeah. It, okay, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. You played before. Yeah. You played Iroquois before we played Southern. I remember you uh, coming over and telling us good luck. I think that was my first yeah. time I ever saw you up close. Okay. Uh, yeah. So then you play more. Yeah. Uh, talk about that game. So that that had an exciting finish to it. The Moore game was an epic one. Um, you know, I'll never stop thinking about it. You know, we were down one nothing, tied one to one, down two to one, tied two to two. Um, go into a shootout, you go through overtime, you go uh, into a shootout and everything. And uh, Moore, like I said, Moore was chomping at the bit, man. They were knocking on the door to get into the regional final. So when they, you know, finally got in this past year, it didn't surprise me. And, um, um, you know, that coach, you know, Martinez does a good job with the player. You know, he's got a lot of players at his disposal. And right. He does a great job. He does a great job with them. Um, that night, um, I still don't know how we won. <laughs> um, I don't I don't know if that's the PC thing to say or not, but I just remember, again, there's that wall that we, you know, we had built, that toughness we had. And um, I stayed calm. The kids stayed calm. I said, we've been here before. We've had plenty of games. We were down two zip. We had plenty of games. We're down one nothing. We're gonna be fine. And then we're down two nothing in the penalty kick shootout. And I'm still saying we're gonna be fine. I don't know how. I don't know how much I really believed it, but I was like, we're gonna be fine. <laughs> and um, they, uh, uh, you know, they just went. They just went. I, I, you know, I remember it. They just went ice cold from PK spot, and we started off ice cold. And then we, our last two guys, Marinus and Idina, I think, um, they drilled theirs to tie it up 2-2. And, um, you know, the next round, sudden death. Um, you know, I needed somebody that was going to, you know, I needed somebody that was going to be calm and had a foot I could trust. So I went with our center back, Murtada. And uh, he was a senior. Uh, he, was trans- he transferred over from Seneca. You know, um, rolling with Murtada. And uh, Moore t- went first, missed their PK by a mile. And then Murtada stepped up and drilled his. That was ball game. And, uh, yeah, it was, I mean, an epic game. I mean, it, it's it's one that I'm always going to remember. Um, the kids that played in that game, uh, they should always remember it. It was, um, uh, 
it's just a special night for high school soccer watching that game. You could not be – if you weren't – Chris, check this out. If you weren't a fan of high school soccer, if you weren't bought into high school soccer before that night and you watched that game, you were bought in after that. So you were hooked after that. Um, just a, a great effort by two really good teams. Um, and, that again, that's what I told the boys. I said, we've overcome everything. You know, so we're going into the regional final against Butler – so, boys, we've overcome everything, guys. Why or why would we – We've so that tells me we can overcome Butler, you know. Mm-hmm. So, let's do it. <laughs> I mean, uh, let, let's freaking do it. We can. We, we've – there's not – we've had everything thrown at us. Let's overcome it. So, um, we go to – you know, we practice on we don't practice on Saturday morning, but we have breakfast for the boys. Then we go do a walkthrough. I had to get my kids there. My game was at two o'clock, I think that day. Yeah, it was. Okay, so, I, you know, I was like, I can't tell the boys to just meet us there because you're gonna have kids not getting out of bed. So we're gonna get them out at school around ten o'clock. We're gonna do our we're gonna do our game day mile, and then we're gonna eat breakfast. And then we're going to um, do a walkthrough. And then we're going to get to the sales by games at 2. I wanted to be there by 1230. Oh, there's no way you're getting in that early. We did. Wow. <laughs> yeah, they, they let us in. We got in at 1230. So, so we're warming up when you know Butler coaches and players are showing up. And uh, that's kind of what I always wanted. I always want to be the first one out there warming up, I believe that there's some kind of psychological edge you get when you do that. So now it didn't work out for us that day. Um, but nonetheless, we, you know, I felt like, I felt like it gave us a great start and we got off to a great start in that game. Um, after the first 20 minutes, I'm sitting there thinking we have a chance to win this game. So, um, you know, calls didn't go. We had some calls not go our way. Um, you know, you got CK, and I, you know, I felt like we kind of, I felt like we kind of contained CK in that game. To be honest with you, Hate was a big threat, um, but I'm Did not CK sure. get pulled out. I can't remember. I don't know, um, but I don't. I don't think he did much against us. I felt like, I felt like you know, one on one, Murtado won just about every matchup. Uh, but um, I mean, you know, we didn't have a goalie that year at the start, and then. At the end of the season, Muhammad Abdi is, you know, shutting down. Hate's all-time score in JCPS history, right? Am I right about that? Uh, I believe so. I think he's he's ninth in Kentucky. I'm pretty sure he is in JCPS. Okay, so he's coming at Abdi and, and stuffs him. And so I'm sitting there thinking, you know, for us to not have a goalie in July, we're doing pretty good right now. Um, you know, we just couldn't get the, we couldn't get the opportunities up that y'all did and you know, there, there you go, three nothing score. So, um, still really proud of my team afterward. Um, I mean, to go from, I think they were five and twelve the year before to twelve and four the next year. Um, it was just, it's just an incredible turnaround. And uh, you know, we could say that you know I, I made this decision or that. The kids, man, all about the buy-in. I'll say it forever: is if the kids buy in. No matter what their talent level is, you can accomplish anything. You really can, um, because if kids are bought in, that means you can develop them. 
Right. And uh, kids, kids got developed. I mean, we toughened those boys up. We put them in the sand pit. You know, we put them in the sand pit. We had them do tire wars against each other. You know what the tire wars are? Uh, my, probably, you may have, you may have seen uh, video. Yeah, yeah we had it. kids. We, I mean, we'd have the, the big old tractor tire. We'd have the kids pushing back and forth. You know, we kind of gave them the football player treatment, but that's what those boys needed. They needed to toughen up. And that's what got us through a lot of those games, those games we needed to come back and win. We were just tougher than a lot of teams. So I was really proud of our kids. They they did a great job, um, and uh, you know, uh, because of that toughness that we developed, and because of that toughness that I preached, and everything, and uh, the way they bought in, that's you know, that's twelve wins right there. Right. So really proud of them. You know, and I think coming from from Butler, I mean, you know, they had their assistant coach that passed away uh, the uh-huh. December before the season. So I think, you know, everything we wanted to do was for him. Yeah. I think that was really one of our main drives. And we were just, I don't know, that team is just good. But I feel like the team they had this past year was somewhat better just with communicating wise. Uh, Right. You know, you know how CK was. I mean, fantastic player, but he just had the, had the mouth on him. Ultimately, that's one of the reasons why we end up losing in the the Elite Eight, um, I believe. So, but, right. um, you know, Mario had to pull him, everything. He didn't, it was the right thing to do. You know, he, it's no good to keep someone in that's going to say something to the ref, everything else. Right. Um, but anyways, man, it's hard to believe this has been three years. I know, right? And, that, and let me say this about, you know, speaking of, speaking of Butler, going into that season, and I came back, you know, again, I preached it in my book. I preach it, you know, I, I'm, I'm trying to find the – show me to the bully in the yard. Who's the biggest dog in the yard? I want to take a shot at him, you know. That's always been my mentality as a coach. So when I got there and back, when I came back in 2018, I said, guys, we're, our goal here is to challenge for the regional championship. It can be done. I don't care if Butler's won two in a row. I think it was two in it a row was, at that yeah. point. Okay. And I was like, we're going we're gonna to go for him and we're going to take a shot at him. You know, um, we're going to change the narrative of this whole thing real quick. And, you know, after we had the game that we did in September, mm-hmm. I think it was, yeah. um, I had no reason to think that, hey, we can, I told, I had, all I had to do was point to the kids, point to the score and say, look, guys, I know that score says three to one. Could have easily been one to one. Y'all were there last five minutes, right? So let's do it at what we can to let's commit to closing up, you know, sealing the deal and finishing better than them. And I think we're going to have a chance. So, um, you know, we didn't quite get the job done, but nonetheless, I was, uh, you know, we accomplished just about everything we could accomplish that season. I don't, I don't think. Um, there was much more we could do, you know, to say we had a great season. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was a good year, really good year. I, I miss those days so so much. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, you miss. You know, high school soccer special, high school sports overall. You uh, you don't realize what you got until it's gone. Uh, you miss the competition. You miss the camaraderie. I miss the camaraderie with the kids. There's not a whole lot right now I miss about coaching high school at this point in time. 
uh, I miss the camaraderie with the boys or the, you know, or the kids though. That's, uh, you know, that's something you can't replace for sure. Being in a huddle with them and everything. It's, it's great. Okay. So where would this team, you know, compare to perhaps the other Fairyland teams or a Warren East team or, you know, maybe a Franklin Simpson, but we all know how that was. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I think this team um, probably beats any of my Franklin Simpson or Warney squads. Um, I'm not sure that they beat the 2015 team. Um, I think we would have thrown in a ball, had a couple headers, one or two headers on them. Um, I think we would have gotten them that way. And I think my 2012 team would have squeaked through for one goal against them. Hmm. So, I'll, I'll, you know, it, you know, Probably not as talented as my 2000. I had an assistant print. One of my assistant principals at Fairdale, he complimented me after the season was over and told me how great of a job I did. He was like, you know, what's great is when you see teams that have literally no margin for error when they can go so many games without error. And he was like, that was, he was like, that was this group this year. They, they had no margin for error and they made it all the way to the regional championship. So that's always a compliment you want to hear. Um, so, um, but yeah, I mean, the 2015 team probably gets a couple goals on them. The 2012 team probably gets at least one on them. Um, and I don't know if I see that group, um, scoring on, uh, I don't know if I see the 2018 team scoring on Bryce Higdon or Muhammad Mukoma. So not as talented, but probably also my toughest. I'll say that not as talented, but the uh, mindset wise, Mentality-wise, definitely tougher than those other two squads. So, you know, and they definitely would have beaten my Franklin Simpson or Warney's teams. Right. Okay. Yep. yep. Well, that's, that's all I have so. here uh, for this discussion. I feel like maybe there could be more to talk about in the future, but say we just call it a night for for this. One. Yeah. Yeah. There's. I mean, I could talk about this season. Um. I could talk about this season, you know, I, I mean, uh, I did write a book about it pretty much. And, um, it's a, um, it's a special season because, um, it's a journey. I mean, after we won that, especially after we won that district championship, I felt like, you know, and when you, the grieving process folks, for those of y'all that haven't experienced, uh, you know, major losses, um, the grieving process take, you know, it, it's, it's, it's not linear. It's um, very much like player development. It's its own path. And uh, but after winning that that district championship, I felt like it was okay to move on, and not just okay to move on, but that I could move on. Right. And as a as a person, as a dad, as a as a husband, and everything, and um, you know, uh, and obviously I had by that point we had Luke and everything. Um, but that doesn't mean I still wasn't sad about it and everything and mad sometimes. Um, but winning that district championship told me it's okay to move on and you can move on. So do it, you know? So, um, and that's the, uh, that's the life we try to live now. So <laughs> it'll be five years. It'll be five years in August. And um, I think Chris, maybe we'll do uh we'll do an episode on, what actually transpired 
I'd be, you know, uh, that week of in August, why don't we do an episode on what transpired during that time? And, um, you know, we'll go into, we'll go into a little bit more detail about the situation. Um, okay. So not exactly, not exactly soccer related, but, uh, nonetheless, it's a, it's a part of my story right. and I'm a big, I'm a big believer. Every coach has a story. So, um, right. and we need more, we need more of them willing to share. So, right. so yeah. So in some other news, you're going back to the classroom. <laughs> yeah. It looks like April 5th. I'm, uh, I'm excited. I mean, how do you think uh, I, Luke and, and Ava's going to respond to that? I mean, you've been home all this time. Is there an, is there an attachment? Or... No, a little bit, but I've been going back to the classroom now for the last okay. couple of weeks. And, and your wife um, works from home now, right? Yeah, she's working from home, and that doesn't look like that's changing anytime soon. So I don't think there will be a major, um, any major changes there on the home front. I'm excited to go back to the classroom with kids. Uh, I don't. I think it's going to be a disaster. Yeah. Um, but if I'm, <clears throat> if I'm thinking as an administrator, I'd rather be a disaster in April and May than August. So, um, that's just, um, that's just the way I'm looking at it. And, you know, they've got us doing test scores and everything. They've got us doing standardized testing this year and all that stuff. Well, but hold on here. Hold on. Yeah. Nobody said we have to do anything with the data, you know? So if I'm the director, you know, the education commissioner here in Kentucky, if I'm a principal, I get up at a faculty meeting when the data comes in on the test scores wad it up and throw it away unless of course it's good then it's good then you 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 advertise the hell out of that on twitter hashtags and everything and go get yourself promoted and um but otherwise you wad it up and throw it away and say guys everybody did their very best and if that's not you know and unfortunately we can't really measure that but trust me it's been measured right I'm you know just, since last march yeah i'm curious to see how the board meeting are going to be from now on. Since oh, and everything. Yeah. Hate to say it, yeah. but it, 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 some of it's kind of been like a reality show. Like you've gotten to know each board member <laughs> pretty well. And it's not funny. I mean, it's not really necessarily funny stuff that they're talking about, but I don't know. Sometimes it's, it, it, it seems like a reality show to me. Um, you know, I, I, I'd like to live in a world where we don't know the board members' names. We just know the board decided. Yeah. You know? I mean, I, I, I can't imagine being on that board, but I mean, props to each one of them. Um, I'm, I yeah, think we have I, some really passionate people that are serving on that board. Uh, yeah. Instead of, you know, I hate to say this, but, you know, when maybe Dar- Donna Hargens was superintendent, mine necessarily had, probably wasn't like that. Um, I could be wrong on that. Um Hey, I don't know, ma'am. That's that's pure speculation. Yeah, it's pure speculation. I do have a step to the ball announcement tomorrow. I'm uh, doing a coaches clinic out in Henry County. Oh, is that Henry tomorrow? County Youth Soccer. Wow, that's go- that's going to be tomorrow. It's a coaches clinic. Okay. Uh, the camp's still on for June first through the third, um, but the coaches clinic's going to be tomorrow. I'm really excited about it, um, Chris. If you're lucky, I might pick you up a thing of uh, uh, Jericho Farmhouse ice cream. Oh, so, you don't have to do that. Uh, Mike, we'll see if I, yeah. we'll see what that, what my time situation got looks like. Tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll get something figured out, but anyway, uh, so I'm excited about that. Going to be working with these coaches, telling them things they need to focus on and everything. And, um, 
you know, give them some ideas for extra drills to do and extra activities and all that. Just kind of point out some things, some do's and don'ts, um, you know, with soccer coach that soccer coaches make. So um, I'm excited about it. We're going to see how, we're going to see how it goes. And I'm hoping that I can have this opportunity to do it in other, in other leagues as well. So it's going to be fun. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. So you got that coming up and then, well, we've already said the camps, uh, Russellville and, uh, Russellville, Belfry, um, Henry County Youth Soccer Association. I got the Boys and Girls Club of Shawnee. Uh, I think there's a chance that one more is going to come down the pipe this spring. Not going to speculate, or I'm only going to speculate right now. Um, so, which means I can't make an announcement, but I think, uh, I think we're going to hear about one more uh, being announced this spring. And it's going to be one that I'm pretty eager to do, pretty excited to do. So, um, uh, be on the lookout for that one as well. So. Okay. And that'll make five, and I'll probably be done with five this summer. Otherwise, I might be, uh, you know, uh, looking at a divorce. <laughs> so uh, we're going to keep it at five. I, I guess for the podcast, I'm, I'm just going to, I'm assuming we're sticking with the Saturday recording schedule. I like uh, as much I like as we this. can. I mean, yeah, it's not bad. I mean, I'm, I'm, father of two kids, two little kids. Right. So I'm not doing, I'm not doing anything on Saturday nights. So. Anyway, so <laughs> sitting down here and uh, recording a podcast and listening to records afterward. So, all right, man. Well, great job tonight. Let's go ahead and log off here. And I um, uh, hope everybody enjoys the show. I thank everybody for listening. I thank everybody for their understanding. Uh, deep conversation tonight. But um, like I said, every coach has a story behind their success. So, and I encourage other coaches to uh, share their stories. So, it'll be fun. So, all right, good night, Chris. Have a great, have a great day at work tomorrow, and that is Step to the Podcast. All right.